engagement is actually what we're looking for. Yeah, exactly. If it takes you, if it takes you um, 15 more minutes to craft out a piece that is going to have a higher probability for the consumer to engage with it, then I'm sorry, manufacturer, screw your required 10 minute or five minute response, I don't particularly care. Sales, marketing, automotive. Jason Harris has done it all. This is the After Hours with Jason podcast. After Hours with Jason podcast is sponsored by DDS Beer Club. Beer specifically crafted for hardworking sales professionals. Find out more at ddsbeerclub.ca. Hey, hey, what's going on, Podcast Nation? My name is Jason Harris uh, with Digital Dealership Solutions. Hey, thanks for joining me on another episode of After Hours with Jay. Today, I have my guest, Manny De Silva. Manny is Internet Operations Manager and Sales Professional. We're talking about a real pro here, guys. True practitioner. Manny, thank you so much for taking the time and meeting with me. For the people that don't know who you are, would you mind giving them that origin story that is Manny De Silva? Well, th thank you, Jason, for having me on. I really appreciate it. Actually, a little bit nervous here. My goodness, but um, yeah, like I, I got started in the business um, in, back in two thousand and three, yep. and uh, I actually used to be a mechanic before uh, a sales representative. But I just had this love of automobiles, and I really want to sort of connect people with you know good cars and stuff. And uh, I did that for about like five years, and then took a bit of a you know uh, hiatus, like in two thousand and eight, uh, and came back in twenty thirteen, and. I've been in the automotive industry ever since, and I love it. You know, it's a it's a great business to be a part of, and you know, hopefully one day I'll be like you know an old man and still <laughs> still selling cars, you know, <laughs> putting around doing dealer trades. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Running around doing dealer <laughs> trades. Yeah, yeah. Oh I find goodness. in the industry that's what we do. We don't actually ever leave this industry. Yeah. We get to an age where we just decide we've sold enough cars, and now we just go from dealership to dealership, <laughs> just doing dealer trades. Um, <laughs> Oh, Which is okay. cool. I got, it's my retirement goal as well. I'm just going to do dealer trades when I'm done. Um, that's very cool. So uh, you've gone from, you were started in 2003, had a little bit of break, came yeah. back in 2013. Yeah. All right. And uh, sales, and then yes. you moved into the internet side. What was the, what was that shift from sales to internet for you? Uh, it was, it was, you know, jumping into the deep end. Like I didn't really uh, comprehend exactly what needed to be done tell you the truth uh but you know i hit the floor running and and learned as i uh, went along and um it was it was a bit challenging not to sell the car online because when you have sort of a a bdc setup you're you're doing like the first half of uh the car sales process and sure. then you want to be able to bring that customer in so that way the sales representative can do the the latter half right yep and you want to you want to be able to um, sort of break down uh, the communication barriers or the barriers that, you know, people would have uh, put up for themselves because, you know, the automotive industry, they're so untrustworthy and like, you know, all the nasty stuff that I watch on YouTube about car salespeople, you know, you want to <laughs> be able to sort of uh, slowly break down those barriers so in that way it could be a lot easier for, for salespeople when they come into the door. There is a big difference and that would be kind of a tough shift, I think, for a lot of salespeople out there. We're so used to selling what's right in front of us yeah. when the customer isn't right in front of us, if they're on the phone or, or over email communications. Yeah. It's tough to go from one thing that we've been doing for such a long time but just immediately getting into selling the car, but 
we aren't at that point yet because we don't have them in front of them. So we have to kind of sell the benefits and the brand around uh, coming to see us so that we have the opportunity then to actually sell. Yeah, you, you got to give them right? reason to, to want to come in sort of thing, right? Because they, they, they kind of want to come in, but they don't really want to come in. They just want to be able to you know, approach your digital window and peek inside and see what kind of information they can get and then go. But uh, you want to be able to say, hey, come on in and... Uh, you know, take a closer look, right? And you gotta give them some reasons why they, they want to walk into that door physically, right? So, but yeah, you're right. It's 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 different when you have the customer in front of you, you know, because they're in your space, you know, like at your dealership. That's mm-hmm. the place that you're more you know most comfortable with. They can't just run away from you, sort of thing, you know, or sure. decide not to talk with you anymore. I mean, there could be some you know extreme cases that are there, but um, uh, for the most part, you know, when people come in. You, know, you can bring them through that process of like you know meet and greet and demonstration and presentation test drive you know go yep. the clothes and all that kind of stuff where you can still sort of do the same thing if you're a sales representative online and you can kind of um, you know get through a majority of that process but you know at one point you do want to be able to bring them in uh, so that way you can either close the deal or get them into the car make sure that's the right car sort of thing but on the BD side BDC side um, uh, you don't have sort of the same palette to work with uh, as if you were selling on your own. So that's that's sort of the challenge that I was faced with when it's, I it's different, it to, right? Yeah. I mean, you're going you're going from selling something physically in front of you, all right, uh, you side by side with the customer and physically selling something in front of yourself, versus selling something that's intangible at this point. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. we, we haven't made it. They, they're not able to touch it. Right, the yeah. way that we're describing the benefits of coming in to see me as an individual, uh, the benefits of coming to work with this specific dealership or even a specific brand, you know, these are things that we're not used to having to communicate as salespeople because they've already come to the door. So that portion has already been kind of taken care of, yeah, right? Exactly. Like, I mean, they've they've done their research, they've done their shopping, all right. Now they're coming through the door. I don't really need to necessarily have to go through the benefits of the manufacturer, the benefits of the product, or the benefits of the dealership because they're already here, yeah. right? Yeah. So I mean, that is a tough thing for a lot of BDCs. But I think that's probably a great uh, leadway uh, leadway into what we wanted to, one of the topics we want to talk about was really kind of what that path. You know, to that purchase is you know the different funnels that we kind of go through, mm-hmm. and um, really how our communication has to evolve, and uh, re- realizing that the process um, has changed. You know, yeah. um, at one point in time, we used to go to five or seven dealerships before we made a purchase. That's right. I, I remember, and I'm sure you did too. Yeah. When when you started in the industry, people would show up to the lot and say, I'm looking for a pre-owned car. Yeah. Show and me what you got. I, I still remember the qualifying questions is like, you know, uh, are you looking for a two-door or a four-door? Are you looking for automatic <laughs> or manual? Right? That kind of thing. It's like, like you, you know, now... You really have to ask these questions. Yeah, exactly. Now mm-hmm. it's like, you know, so how much homework have you done online? You know, like... <laughs> yeah. Well, and they I mean, come in knowing exactly like, oh, what yeah. they want, right? They come in looking for stock number 77277. Yeah, yeah. Right? They, what they already know the stock number of the car let alone what it is so you know um you know, personally i think and i'd love to hear what your thoughts are that the meet green qualify action thing now happens online I, mean, I don't think yeah. it actually happens at the dealership anymore yeah um and you don't even have to be there for the meet and greet like you can actually yeah. you know use like social media platforms and stuff like that to sort of do that for you you know like even before it's almost like you know you can almost pre-frame a person's perception before they actually communicate with you online, like through email or through a lead sort of thing. So yeah, like a lot of that, like 
meet and greet um, is, is happening online now, whereas like you know before it was only in the dealership. You know? Yeah, so, that was the first experience yeah. of you as an individual yeah. and. Kind of, um, you know, the way you jive and the way you like yeah, to talk first to people. The first 20 seconds of, you know, like, them meeting yeah, with like, you, they you're know. You're lighting like each other up, yeah. you know. I mean, exactly. I imagine you put out a lot of video content. Love yeah. the videos that you Thank put you, out, I appreciate that. <laughs> and I, let's talk about those videos real quick. They must be assisting you in the efforts. When someone comes in, do they, do they feel like they just know a little bit more about you before, you know? Yeah, uh, absolutely. They, 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 they help tremendously. And if, if I can sort of like uh, give a bit of background, like when I got back into the industry in 2013, mm-hmm. um, social media, like platforms or properties, whatever you want to call it, like they weren't even on my radar sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm a phone guy, even to this day, I'm a phone guy. Like you get me a telephone number, you know, I will be able to get those people in, in the door sort of thing, you know, because yeah. there's a lot of information that's sort of communicated when we do it vocally, like how we're doing right now sort of thing. Sure. There's a lot of richness that's there. Um, so, like, I would do, you know, I would you know, call up Auto Trader and Kijiji, you know, ads sort of thing, you know, and try to see if I can convince people from, you know, selling their car retail to actually trading it in to get into a, another vehicle sort of thing. I did some of those too. I mean, look, when when you don't have enough people going through the door, you're going to have to start developing on new audiences. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Now, in 2013, it wasn't as fruitful, but, you know, um, when we start getting into sort of, uh, now this is speaking from like, you know, a salesperson's yes. perspective, right? Like I'm not a BDC at this point. So a salesperson, when we start getting leads and stuff like that, you know, we're doing these email responses and we were losing that, that richness in the communication, right? So now sure. they have a much colder, you know, text base. They don't really get a sense of, you know, your personality, who you are, sort of thing. You know, or the mean, intent, right? Or it, the intention, really, exactly. It's, it's yeah. really, really hard to. I find it's hard. Um, look, when it comes, if you, if I've ever sent you an email, you'll know real quick that it, the written word is not my jam, like at all. Like I am yeah. just. That's not where I am. I like to communicate person. You'll see my hands will move all over the place. A lot of my intent to serve is both in my tone and the body language that I put out there. Exactly. And you don't get a chance to yeah. do that over over an email. Yeah. Even I struggled with that. Exactly, exactly. And um, I didn't really understand it at the time, but uh, when I reached out, uh, or when I switched dealerships to a smaller, uh, a smaller dealership, which they sort of dubbed it as like a boutique store sort of thing. Sure. Um, there was hardly any foot traffic that was going through uh, the doors, and it was, uh, I, th- I would say that a majority of the um, the traffic was coming online rather than like in in person. Right? Yeah. Uh, so it, it was challenging, as you know, especially as a phone guy, you know, that you know we can sort of uh, converse uh, over the telephone to respond uh, by email and lose that 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 flavor. And uh, my general general sales manager at the time said, like, look, you know. Uh, Head office is saying we should start incorporating video uh, into our email responses. And we're like, okay, well, how do you do that? Well, you know, put together a 30 to 50 second video, sort of introducing yourself and, you know, do something a little bit on the car and then just send it out with, you know, each email sort of thing, right? But how long ago was this out of curiosity? This was probably 2014, 2015, somewhere around around five, six years ago. Yeah, you know, it doesn't seem too long ago, but yeah, it's, you know, a few years ago sort of thing. And, uh, yeah, and there was no roadmap or anything to, you know, as to, to like what you should be doing or whatever, right? And, the, and as a sales representative that had like, you know, no film or, you know, even photographic skills or anything. Sure. Like, you know, it was like totally brand new for me, right? But, um, and phone tech was still, I mean, it was all right, but it wasn't great. I mean, I think back th- at that point you would have been using a flip cam maybe. 
Yeah, uh, no, I, I, I actually used a, a Blackberry use? Z10. Oh, no <laughs> no way. Okay, okay. I love that little machine. Actually, that, that was pretty advanced for its time, actually. I will give it that. Uh, the, the camera was, was horrible, but the thing was that uh, the push notifications was incredible. Yeah. That thing. And, like, um, I, I, I still believe to this day that like, that's, like, the fastest, like, push notification system. Like, B, BB10, uh, you know, was, was incredible. Like, I would, all the other guys were, like, you know, with Android phones and especially with iPhones or whatever. Couldn't even come close with their with their uh, internet lead pushes, right? So, anyway, I, don't, I, I digress over here, but um, cool. so we, we sort of uh, got into, um, or I started getting into like these thirty to fifty second long uh, videos, and it's kind of challenging because, like, you know, if you're trying to do sort of an introduction, you know, to introduce yourself or what sure. have, like, it gobbles up quite a bit of time, right? It does. Um, so it, it took a little bit of adjusting, but once I sort of got to a point where. Uh, the lead responses were starting to increase. So I was doing a mix of not only doing like my own personalized uh, video, that quick, sh uh, short 30 second video, but then I would link, you know, an actual walk around video of the car, which was much longer. Uh, by my fourth sale from from those internet leads, I sort of had a bit of a eureka moment. And yeah. The customer was saying, like, Manny, um, the reason why we decided to go with you is because we love your videos. We love that you took the time and effort to actually create something that, you know, addressed us personally, mm -hmm. you know, and we had a sense of, like, who you were, or who you are, should I, should I say, and, um, and, and, like, you were able to answer some of the questions in the video that you, you presented uh, online, which was fantastic. We knew that we wanted to work with you, and I was You were like, able to show intent to serve. Yeah, right? exactly. And the, and, and the customer got it. Like, they got it. You they're, got like, it. they're like, I want to work with that person. Yeah. Right, because that's what we want to do. Right, we, we want to work with people that truly do show us that they have the intent to assist us in our actual needs, not just sell us some crap. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, and in yeah. video, there's a truth to video. Yeah, it, it don't lie. Yeah, you know? exactly. It, it's exactly. kind of like numbers. It just kind of is what it is. You know, and. Um, if you were like me, my first series of videos were pretty socially awkward. I wasn't just, uh, yeah, it, you know, you, you gotta start somewhere, right? Like, yeah, it's just like, or you um, stutter a few times and have to take a couple of retakes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, you're you're right. like, uh, and and if anybody that's out you know out there listening to this, you know, and you're not really starting on the video stuff, like, uh, and you're nervous about that kind of stuff, like, just just dive in with both feet, you know, and just try it out and keep at it, and like, as you keep doing it you start you know refining yourself you know in front of that camera of course. You know, and like uh, you become you know better and better at it and, and, and the consumer gets to see the authentic you that's, the, that's it, 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 no that matter what it is that was real. that was the most important thing because like that gave me and this was a sort of the re eureka moment but that gave me back that that richness that the you know the text-based email took away from me sort of thing. Because you weren't able and, to put that tone that you were so used to putting into in your phone, which probably made you great at the phone because you're able to, through tone and, and volume, exactly. show, have an opportunity to show intent. Now yeah. you didn't get that through, but now with video, yeah, great opportunity to do yeah, so. Yeah, exactly. And uh, like you sort of one up it a little bit because not only are they hearing you, but they're seeing you as well. Right? Yeah. So you can yeah. kind of see you know, how genuine you are and stuff if you're really trying to, like, you know, convey information that, you know, that's beneficial to them, you know, and, uh, and uh, that, you know, can, that can help sort of, you know, pre-frame people's perception. And that's the other eureka moment was that they, they, they may have come into the online dealership thinking, like, oh, you know, like, these are sales representatives and I don't know, but they don't really want to talk with them. When you when you see those videos about that sales representative representative and see sort of like you know how they conduct themselves 
through that video to like, you know, maybe they change their perception a little bit and like, yeah, you know what, maybe I do like working with this guy. You know, I'm gonna contact him, you know, and then all of a sudden like they see more uh, of the content you're, you're putting out and, and seeing the value that they're extracting from what you're giving. And that's like, yeah, you know, I, I really want to work with this guy. Yeah. They're buying into the human element. In fact, actually I got one, I remember it was a 2008 probably, and I had my flip cam. That's what I was doing yeah. my videos on at that nice. point in time. Wow. Right? But <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did a video. Nowadays, yeah, you know? I know. <laughs> I, I did this video. The video actually is still floating around out there, so I might actually have to find it somewhere. Um, <laughs> where I, it was on a, a Nissan or something like that. It might have been an X-Trail or a Rogue or something. I can't remember. But I'd set up the video on a tripod, and um, I hit the record button. Of course, I had to run around, right? And the floor was pretty slippery so I kind of like slid into the car and <laughs> fell yeah but then I just bounced right up yeah. and without with, with just like boom just went right yeah. into my my shoes don't have traction control but this car does you know <laughs> well, I, I wasn't that good yeah, that would have yeah, been yeah. really good but I just I was just like I it just didn't phase me I just kind of jumped in because yeah. in the back of my head I'm like I'll edit this out later yeah. right okay. well when I went to go send it I had two versions saved the one where I edited that portion out and the one that I didn't mm -hmm. of course I accidentally sent the piece where I actually sliding into Brilliant. it. Yeah. Then he thought it was the, the customer at the time thought it was so funny that he actually posted on his social media. And because he posted on his social media, there was just this all, yeah. all of a sudden this video went from just having like because it was intentionally it wasn't for him yeah. for him. Yeah. And all of a sudden there were nine thousand views of me sliding into into a car. Um, and, and he did actually come in. I remember he drove from a very fair amount of distance just to come in and it was just he, he told me the same very it was the authenticity yeah it was just it was it, it was like i wanted i want to do like these are big transactions okay yeah you know the, the second largest purchase for a lot of people the second largest yeah. purchase you know that you'll ever make in your life right, right? and you want you want to do that with someone that you can trust and that you can relate to absolutely and video gives you that huge opportunity to see you know really what that individual, just kind of how they jam, who yeah. they are, right? This blooper of me, wasn't the professional element of me just going straight into my speech, but it was just the, the blooper part of just like, that dude just totally wiped out. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he bounced yeah. up yeah. And, and just kind of kept going. Yeah. That was actually what the customer related with, yeah. and, and and that's what they bought into. So so you, you embraced video, um, and that worked out well for the sales side. Yeah. At what yeah. point in time did you go from sales kind of into, into more of the BDC side, and where do you kind of see the difference there? So this time last year, um, Actually, like I, I switched dealerships, and shortly after I switched, um, there was an opportunity to, to get into the business development coordinator uh, uh, position and, and be the you know the internet director there. Um, they basically saw the work that I was doing as a sales representative and said like, hey, you know, can we, you know, can we, um, you know, get you to do this on you know for the for the dealership sort of thing. Sure. You know, and. Um, and it was it was it was challenging. It was it was very uh, challenging in the beginning, because I had the the salesman hat on, you know, and yeah. um, and if, if I mean if I could do it all on my own, I would have tried to sell every single one of those people. But <laughs> you know, we, um, that wasn't the position. The position is to to um, you know use videos and stuff like that to sort of break the ice and 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 create that pre framing for customers and change their. their their perception about you know working with the dealership and stuff, and and build that trust and and get them to a point where it's like yeah you know what I, I want to come in and then that way we can have a story for you know the sales representative to work with you know this is the engagement, um, and hopefully uh, the customer is at a point where 
All that you have to really do is test drive the vehicle and just confirm a couple questions and then you know place to order sort of thing. So Confirming is the best word because yeah. that's kind of what it is. is that yeah. if, if we did it right, are we able to, able to build out enough rapport and develop out enough trust that um, as long as a product fits the need and fits the wants and we don't really screw it up, it, it's a really clean sell. I mean, it's the closing it, it should is be. really straightforward. Yeah, now, 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 since you're on that side, the one thing I, I, I've really enjoyed about your content um, is that I know that you're tactical in what you do. I, I can see it. I don't know if a lot of other people see it, but that's what I gravitated toward is that I know that you weren't just making videos because they were good ideas, mm -hmm. um, but you were making content because you had a very tactical approach to it. So can we talk a little bit about, because I know that you're really braced that sales process, <laughs> right? Oh my Let's talk a little bit more about the tactical put side. Put me on this aspire on the tactics. <laughs> um, so, so my uh, sort of tactic is, is um, like I've said before, change, change people's perception of who they're working with, right? And mm -hmm. and it's not there to actually sell the car. You know, I'm not there to do that. I'm trying to get them down sort of like a sales funnel, you know, and that's okay. sort of a, a, a part of, of doing that. You want to be able to sort of get out there, bring that awareness, you know, talk about, um, talk about the product, you know, show people about yourself sort of thing. Um, and then the idea is to lead them into uh, further communication with you, you know, pr to provide like their information, like their telephone, their f first and last name, and their email, and then uh, land them uh, in an area where you can now start opening up dialogue. And once you can do that, uh, that's when you want to, you know, sort of continue and then bring them into the dealership. And once you're in that comfortable environment, that's when you want to be able to, you know, sort of sell the car. So that's... That's it's, not, it's, it's not about selling the car, it's about selling the the intent to serve and the intent the, to the, the brand, serve, but also the professional knowledge. Yeah, you know, the, you're, I mean, well, your videos are professional. I want to be able to um, give people uh, information because once once they can get that information from you, like because you have so much experience from you know doing this for you know whatever time, time period you're doing it for, and if you can share that and if it's valuable to the customer, then they take notice of that, and when it gets when they can extract so much that would actually help them, like genuinely help them, and you're like leaving things open, you know, there's nothing sort of hidden, there's no tricks or anything like that. Um, I, I find, I don't know, it could be uh, different for other people, but when it actually gets down to like, you know, placing the order and stuff, like, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're totally comfortable with you, you know, and they want to do business with you. And they're not fighting tooth and nail for every last penny, you know, of the profit and stuff like that. Like they're, they're, you know, they can get a fair deal, they know they're getting a fair deal, and they actually, you know, don't mind at all. And then they're so happy with, with you that they'll start talking to their colleagues and family about, like, this great guy and just check him out online, and then they, they can start the whole process again with a new person. That new person doesn't have to communicate directly with me, but now they're starting to jump in with the videos and social media or what have, and then the process starts all over again. And, and But I think that's, that's so true, right? I mean, I, I honestly do believe that as consumers, that we don't just purchase products or solutions, but we collect stories first. We buy into the story of the product or the story of the business or the story of the brand way before we actually purchase the physical product itself. And then what we actually end up collecting is not necessarily products, but stories that are associated with those products. Yeah. I mean, look, um, 
I've said this a couple times before, but I, I love this analogy is that, you know, when, when I find out that someone, you know, recently bought a car and I ask them, you know, what they purchased, they don't tell me that they bought the, the $199 bi-weekly car. Um, do you know what I mean? They, 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 they tell me exactly which model and make it is, and then usually some, so, something about it that they felt was really unique to them, right? So they, it, was the, it was that story. And then when I asked them which dealership they went to, that's when I usually get another story, story yeah. all right, that is usually good or bad, okay? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But the story is directly associated <laughs> with the purchase. And yeah. boy, do we as just individuals or as humans, we love sharing stories. Yeah, that's... Like, that's just... We're storytellers. We are storytellers. Yeah. You know, like, this is, like, age-old stuff. You know, like... Uh, like, caveman stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, these, right? you know, like, you got, got pictures on rock walls. You know what I mean? Like, they're there to st- uh, tell stories. You know, you have lodges and stuff like that where, like, you know, elderly will pass down their wisdom and stuff through the stories. You know, yep. stories, I think um, we'll start hearing more about, you know, using stories in 2019. I think so, too. Um, I hope so. It's, it, it is powerful. And... and, and it allows people to sort of relate to you or relate to, you know, someone, you know, or, you know, and that builds that connection with, uh, with people. So I don't know, for example, you know, I'm on this, on, I'm on the sales floor, you know, I see, um, you know, a couple, they've, you know, their new family is, you know, first kid sort of thing. And if you're a parent and you're also like, you know, sort of a little bit further down the line sort of thing, but you've already gone through the experience of purchasing a small car and you had two kids in the back and it's like, it was such a pain (laughs) in the rear end. And you get to share that story with the customer and all of a sudden it's like, they can relate to you and then they'll they'll be more open to like, Because it's a passing of the torch. It's a passing of that knowledge. It's a passing of that. Now, um, I I agree with you. I, I feel that I would love to see the art of storytelling come back into the dealership. Mm-hmm. And um, I know manufacturers might give me a lot of hard time for this, but I do blame them for the fact that we've lost, that that art form is kind of lost because they spend millions and millions and millions of dollars of the story being about price and not necessarily about the product. There are still some manufacturers I think do a relatively decent job. Um, Jeep is a perfect example, right? It is, it, by all means, no one should actually own a Jeep. It, it, they really should, all right? It is, it's a straight axle, body on frame construction. I mean, you drive one of these down the highway, the hood literally does this. And they're actually designed that way. It is incredibly rough driving. It by no means should be produced in 2019, right? But there is a story that is associated, that is so rich with history and depth, that that, that is, as a consumer, who I, that is what I want to um, relate myself with. I want to conjoin, I want to connect myself with that continued story, right? Yeah. And they can still continue to sell the things. Yeah. And, and, and whenever you think of Jeep, it's, you know, you think of the story of adventure, you know? Yeah. That's something that, uh, you know, some people... May not you know do themselves, but they want to at least you know have that sort of image that you know that they are adventurous or what have. But yeah, so, like so, so manufacturers are still doing it, right? Yeah, I would yeah. say some some are, are doing it. You know, unfortunately, a lot aren't. Um, I I think that they should probably create more realistic stories that are more relatable like you know for example i don't know like you know you being stuck in traffic and just like being hot-headed or something like that that's something that a lot more people would relate to yeah than like you know this sort of smiling on an open highway through some mountains or something like that well i look at as this is the opportunity for the dealership 
right, when it comes to storytelling, is that the manufacturer only has so many stories that they can share simply because of production and what they think they need to put into something to actually put out there. The problem is, is that, um, well, let's use like the RAV4, for example, right? Uh, has an incredibly broad amount of audience, but yet they only have the opportunity to put one singular piece out there and assume that that singular piece of content is going to be relevant for every single person that purchased a RAV4, but then you know that's not the case, right? There are there are retirees purchasing the RAV4, mm-hmm. there are uh, 20-something-year-olds with active lifestyles purchasing yep. the RAV4, there are small families with less than two kids, or two kids or less, that are purchasing the RAV4. It's but the story that the manufacturer is just a one-sided story. This is where the dealership, I think, has the opportunity to tell that audience-specific story. Like you said, you know, just sitting in traffic, being hot headed, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, getting to put my Android, my Android, you know, playlist on, and now yeah. calming down. Yeah, that's yeah, a story exactly. that I can relate yeah, to the like, consumer. Now, exactly. There could be a feature about that vehicle that just like puts in a totally different mindset. You know, exactly. now, I, I've had the opportunity <laughs> to work in BDC for a long time. All right, and. Um, it's definitely the art of storytelling is tough, not only in the sales side, but I think even more so in the BDC side. How are you developing out the BDC in the art of storytelling? So uh, for, for me, I think um, actually there's a bit of storytelling that happens like, you know, with the communication with, um, with online customers, but uh, where I sort of focus uh, more of the story is like through through social media, and I also try to get other people that have um, experienced purchasing or, or experienced a particular vehicle uh, to do some storytelling as well. So it's like you know they become ambassadors for for us. So we try to encourage um, you know certain customers if you know if we know that they're really sort of into the product or what have to maybe to share their story online for us. Okay. Um, and then we can we can point you know people that are coming from the online you know arena into your online store into that direction and show them like you know uh, some of these stories where it's like yeah you know this is this is pretty neat like you know and this is actually coming from someone who's not a sales representative or someone working from you know at the dealership so it it doesn't have some vested interest yeah. in their needs that's pretty cool yeah. so. Um, a lot of the email communications efforts then then that are going out have to do with really showing so, what other people or current clients that are talking about. So, so it is. yeah, yeah, like there's I don't want to confuse anyone, but like you know, usually when we have e- email leads, it's different than if we were just you know send, sending things out. You know, sure. doing, doing like a, uh, an email campaign or what have. But um, yeah, even with the incoming leads or what have, depending on you know what the lead is is looking for, sort of thing, we can show them you know some you know some stories that you know may be sim- similar to where they're coming from you know mm. and then that way they could sort of connect That's a little cool. bit better you know so <coughs> excuse me and have you and found that the ones that you're able to successfully do that with do you see a higher communication ratio with those types of leads when you're able to share those stories yeah like uh, so far like it's hard to sort of um, measure those exact metrics as, um, metrics because you know you have so many different leads but like um I am getting the sense where you know we have greater communication, at least with the ones that I've been uh, communicating with, um, where we get to sort of share, share similar stories or similar positions uh, from someone else that's not coming from us to this new person that's coming through our internet store. Yeah, that they they start to you know bring down their guard a little bit. You know, they start to you know want to you know 
communicate with you more and they're more interested and they'll you know they'll ask questions because they feel that you know that other person has been served well mm-hmm. so they're w- more willing to like okay you know what yeah honestly I'm looking for this or whatever as opposed to you know just putting up the guard and yeah and uh, once we have sort of things rolling and we get to a point where it's like okay you know let's come on in and you know make sure that this car is the right one because you never know maybe you, you might find something that doesn't you know doesn't uh, you know, or set you off or what have, but like, you know, let's make sure that this is right and it's the right fit. And so I'm just know. curious out of, uh, and you can ballpark it, you don't have to know the exact number. Out of the amount of, let's say, first contacts, because I love the first contact, okay. how many of those first contacts would you include a video piece in? Um, it's a little bit, I try to, to give everyone a uh, uh, video um, okay. uh, at least uh, a, a prefabricated uh, video everybody's gonna be re- receiving that so okay. a walk around video or something like that it's already existing they're gonna get that 100% of the times if, sure if it's it's available because it's a branding opportunity it goes to show where you guys really kind of stand on the product to show, uh, show highlighting yeah, your knowledge highlighting and your, your knowledge highlighting features and stuff you know like what this vehicle uh, vehicle comes with um, it's a bit trickier nowadays because I, I don't know if you've ever worked with rapid response, but... Um, Not a fan, but that's uh, cool. Yeah, okay, all right, fair enough. In the beginning, um, it was sort of just like open, right? So uh, I could just respond in a way where it's like, look, you know, I've, I've received your uh, inquest, uh, mm-hmm. requ- uh, inquiry. Um, just give me a few minutes. I want to be able to, you know, uh, put together a proper... Quality response. Yeah, quality response. <laughs> so that way... You know that timer that they had or whatever you know anything that's under 20 well, minutes i think for all disclaimer if, if i say why i'm not a fan of something i should probably always say why i'm not a fan of it and it's simply because it's an old metric it is the entire system is designed off of a i think a prehistoric metric it's not necessarily the amount of time that i respond to them it's the quality of the response which makes a vast difference i would rather have someone take an hour and craft up a quality response than just respond to them in five minutes the manufacturers are measuring the wrong KPI. They're measuring time to response. They're not measuring uh, communication, uh, communica- lead to communication ratio, which is really just engagement, right? Engagement is actually what we're looking for. Yeah, exactly. If it takes you, if it takes you um, 15 more minutes to craft out a piece that is going to have a higher probability for the consumer to engage with it, then I'm sorry, manufacturer, screw your required 10 minute or five minute response. I don't particularly care. You yeah, know? No, I, I, so, oh, yeah, I get you. You, know, you see, I get all passionate about these things. Yeah. But yeah, just like. there, there's sort of like a Goldilocks between like um, time and quality, right? So yeah, you have that, that, that balance. And I think the consumer feels it. Yeah. And like then, if it's a quick, fast, standard response, then it just feels like you didn't really take the time to craft something exactly. out for me as an individual. Exactly. So like, you know, now, now it's sort of like changed a little bit. So anything that's sort of under four minutes, like customers are not really responding so, so well because they, they probably think it's a template or well, what have you. Of course it is. Like, it's like, how can, I mean, it's just if they themselves wouldn't take four minutes to respond to an email, they wouldn't. No. They no. would take the time to craft out a quality response, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I think it's crazy. In 2019, we still think that the right thing to look at is an actual response of time, not actually the actual engagement of a piece. To, to, to be fair, I think that they are sort of looking at, at, at uh, the two sides that are there. Um, you know, but at the same time, you don't want to take like an hour sort of thing to, in order to respond. Even if sure. you put out something quickly, 
just saying like, hey, you know, like I just acknowledging I did receive that. You know, I think that's really important if we uh, don't give out that quick response um, to acknowledge the customer's request or what have. Um, then you know, responding just an hour later, like you're going to lose that 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 customer because somebody else is already going to respond to them uh, before you, even though that you've put something like really, really great together, you know, with videos and all this and links and all the stuff that they can interact with. No, I, I agree. I think yeah. you can send something out there saying yeah. that I'm working something and, up for you. Yeah, exactly. Because you know, they're humans. They get it too. Yeah, right. You know, like it, it's like I, I use this in emails out. I'm like, hey, I got your email. I'm on my lunch break. I'm, I will collect that information for you. And I'm going to get back to you right afterwards. Whatever. Look, yeah, yeah, exactly. Look, they take lunch breaks too. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, yeah. Look, they're, they're just give me a moment. You know, I'm a little bit tired. Whatever it is, but I got your message. Yes. And I will I respond. hear it. I hear it. I, I recognize it. And I'll make sure that you And I'm going to work something. I'm going to craft something together that's and of quality. To exactly. And if you can put something, uh, if you can send out that secondary email, like, you know, 15, 20 minutes sort of thing, then, like, then you well, can bring tech, in a wow, it doesn't wow take factor. No. It really doesn't, right? It, it, it doesn't and sometimes it does but you know you try to you know uh, streamline if, if you're doing something like the way that I did it beforehand like there was or what the way that I learned how to sort of form it to the way that I'm doing it now with responses that um, having that quick 30 to 50 second introductory that's personalized that's just an intro like an intro from you a greeting and that's yeah. it you know what I mean and use that because you don't have to go up to the car you don't have to go anywhere it could be just straight from your desk no you can combine and then you can together. and then you combine it with I've a link. I've also included a, a link, link, you know, to walk around 100%. video of this car. So in that way, you know, that three to five minute walk around video, whatever that could be consumed, you know, by by the customer. And, and you can tell them like, look, you know, I've attached a quick video so you can see, you know, the, the person behind the correspondence sort of thing, and then they can see that, and and they don't have to click on the link in order to do it. If you if you do it within a fifty second timeline. And if you have like, you know, Windows Movie Maker or whatever, you can actually format that video to, to be, you know, an attachment in that email, right? Sure. So, um, yeah, when <coughs> when you can do that, like that's when I've had the, the, the greatest response um, ratios when, when internet leads would come in. So we'd have that internet lead come in, we send it a response, and that ratio from them responding back goes up when you can sort of have that personalized introduction and have you know something that's attached uh, like through a link to the car that they're interested in that you know to address like you know certain features or whatever to the, to the car sure. so yeah I have been seeing, seeing like you know not tick with um, with those type of metrics when we use that, that format so so given um, what you've learned over the time that uh, you've been in the industry and, and where you move from position to position um, let's talk about advice you know we, you know we want to cater to sure. who's listening to this. We know sure. there's a lot of salespeople out there and there'll be people that are PDCs that are listening to this as well. Yeah. What advice can you give to um, to a salesperson that maybe just starting off in the industry? What would you what would you say to them? Um, I would say start. Doesn't matter where you're coming from. Doesn't even matter what you look like or what language you speak mm -hmm. or anything like that. Like say for example if I don't know uh, Farsi was my first language or Portuguese was my first language. Like there are communities that are in the area that you know have that as their first language too, you know? So you don't necessarily have to cater to like the general public, but even if you want to start off and just, you know, go after the community that you would like to, to be involved with, you know? But just start, you know? And that way you can go through, um, you know, understanding uh, how to manage your time a little bit better because, you know, you'll go out there and sort of, you know, do that little intro or what have, but maybe you might stutter or, 
maybe you you know take a little bit longer but you know you can start to get a feel for it the more more times that you uh, do create videos or have those responses um, you become a lot better at, at uh, the time management side of things and then next thing you know like you you know they just they come out like like they're on a conveyor belt you know and you just can whip them up no problem you can just take out your phone create that response you know you can even like upload straight from your phone or whatever it is. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, like, that's the just hardest have, part. It's just hitting the red button. You and just, starting, right? Yeah, it just yeah, exactly. And 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 I know that there's people that um, may have that fear of like, well, you know, I don't know what to say or whatever it is. You know, it's just it just introduce yourself, you know, and and thank them and imagine like, you know, what would you say if the customer walked in through your physical door? You know, and like, how would you greet that customer? And at least try to put something like that together. And when you're doing your walk around videos. Um, you know, actually do a walk around, you know, try to keep things stable as, as possible. And you don't have to have like crazy, you know, expensive equipment in order to do that. But no, um, what I would, if, if you do decide to sort of, you know, invest a little bit into this kind of stuff, and you want to go beyond just the cell phone, I'd say your first investment should be a microphone, a good microphone. Cause that is so true. You know, we, we can look past some yeah, the videos or maybe a little bit shot. But if the audio ain't clear, yeah, I just exactly. I can't consume it. Yeah. I just can't consume yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So audio is really important. Like that's something that I, I feel that you know you can have a re like you said like a really you know awkward okay. looking you know, video. okay video it's whatever okay. you kind okay of video. pixelated whatever it is. But you know if the the, the audio audio is good, people will continue watching you know through that sort of you know shaky shaky video and. Sure. Uh, that's another thing I would recommend. Just try to keep your camera as, as stable as possible and also uh, try to put in a position where like, you know, maybe, you know, a 12 year old would be or 10 year old would be like their eye level. Right. Yeah. So don't hold it too high like where you're where you're seeing it because you're sort of seeing it on a downward angle. But if you keep it sort of around the torso, you know, it, it, um, it, uh, it, it changes the, the way that your product looks on, on camera. For sure. You know? So it's. Uh, that's a bit of advice. And then I would also uh, advise people um, to get into the social media because this is something that, like, especially Facebook, like, if you were to pick one um, social, like, one social media to, to work work with would be Facebook. And that's sort of like social networking and social media at the same time. Facebook's got a little bit of both. <coughs> Instagram as well. You get business and yeah. personal into Instagram now. My my top three for me would be sort of Instagram, YouTube, and, and Facebook. But if mm -hmm. you were to get started on one, I'd probably maybe suggest getting into the Facebook stuff because um, you can create a fan page. You know, you can talk about your business, and then you can target specific people. You know, through ad dollars or whatever to um, to enjoy the content that you're creating for for them. You know, so and then you can generate a following. You know, you can collect information. And then you, you have an audience that you can constantly put out content to, and you're building that trust with those people, especially if you target those that are around your dealership and stuff, like in, within your, your zone, right, that, uh, that your dealership caters to. And uh, it's it's not a it's not a sprint to the finish line, but you know, like you build such a marathon. Before, it's a marathon, I'm and sorry. like and and the trust that you build up, especially when you create great content that. You know that really genuinely helps people. You know, I think you're gonna see sort of the fruits. Uh, you know, at, at some point. There you go, salespeople. Right. The first things first. You guys just gotta hit that red button and get yeah. started there. Absolutely. Um, and there's some great tips in there as well. I uh, hope you guys, uh, all of you guys, have taken some notes. 
Um, and when it comes to the BDC, um, that's kind of a newer thing for you. As far as communication efforts go and how it's kind of evolved over the last couple of years, what advice would you give someone that may be starting a BDC or maybe that's working in a BDC right now and they're trying to improve some of their communication efforts? Okay, so for, for BDC, um, you gotta, I know it sounds sim- simple, but you gotta read the lead. You know, this is something that's uh, really important. Like, see where the source is coming from, um, because it kind of gives you an idea of like, you know, are these people sort of like four months out from buying? Are they a year out from buying? You know, and, you know, are they like, you know, ready to go like, you know, tomorrow sort of thing? Sure. Right? Uh, you know, so look at those, uh, those kind of things and also look at the communications that, you know, because um, they give you sort of uh, a breakdown uh, in text of the communication that happened online prior to the lead being sent to you. So read those. I, I do see people where they just go straight into like the response. Sure. You know, and, um, and that that has had like some negative impact and, and I've had to you know sometimes re- remind um, people to to read that because that's really so important. slow so, down so speed slow up. down that's a little bit is, yeah right? exactly so slow down because uh, it's really important because if someone asks for something specific and you don't address it then it's like you're not you're not listening to me and if you're not reading through the lead and the, the sources and yeah, if, if you do get a, a click path with the lead even more so better right yeah. if you're not taking that time to really consume that information yeah. then you're not going to be able to craft out a real proper response. Exactly, really you got it. Exactly, and that's that's really key because it's like you know you only get that one shot. You know? Yeah. So that's true. You get one shot to make yeah. the first impression. Yeah. That's it. Right? If, if I if I'm contacting you, you know, if I'm interested in a TV, for example, and I say like, look, you know, I've got a, a small like computer board that I want to be able to hook up to a TV, and does this TV uh, c- allow me to use one remote control to control my computer device and the TV. Now, if you responded to me and it's like, hey, how's it going? You know, and you didn't address any of that, you know, because you didn't look really through. Well, like, <coughs> for me, it's like, well, this guy didn't listen to anything. Like, you know, so the next guy, because I've contacted maybe, you know, three or four places, if the first guy or gal um, that responds to me that actually addresses what I've been asking, like, yeah, you bet, you bet I'm going to be continuing my c- communications with them. Because so. it shows the intense surf. It shows yeah. that, it shows that y- you you're vested in their interest, and yeah. not just in it for your own interest. Yeah. And, and it, the faster that you can communicate that out to the consumer, the higher probability that your com- your lead to communication ratio is going to be higher, mm-hmm. and that lead communication ratio just leads to higher lead to appointment ratio. So it's just it's it's a domino effect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, guys. Hey, this was some great advice, Manny. I really Thanks. really appreciate <laughs> you taking the time. No. <laughs> Hope you guys enjoyed I think, it. You know, it, it, it was it was great, and, and thank you so much for for coming out oh, here. I know the lot, weather man. was totally nasty today, so you can take a drive. Yeah. I like yeah. I like driving in the snow. It's uh, it's kind of <laughs> kind of fun, but yeah, no, it was a pleasure. I appreciate you having me on. Man. No, I, I think the value was great. I think the listeners really appreciate it. And I totally appreciate you coming out. Thanks, Thanks so much, lot, man. I appreciate, I appreciate it. it. All right, take care. You too.